This is Keisha. And this is Jay. And I'm a therapist. And I'm an educator. And this is the Get Your Life Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Life. This is one of your co-hosts, Keisha. And I am here with Jay, y'all. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Jay is wearing the infamous Peachtree Marathon race t-shirt because she ran in the race on Saturday. How was it? Uh, was it Saturday? Oh, no. Last week, Wednesday. My bad. Girl, these <laughs> days, my days are off. Um, that's why I was like, was it Saturday? Because I had to really think about it. It was good. The weather was much better than last year. So I didn't run it in a sports bra as I said I would. But um, next year, y'all will get me in a sports bra. Huh? What did you run it in? I mean, I had on a sports bra, but not like a sports bra by itself, oh, like I said I would. Yes, but I, I got y'all next year. With, huh? Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, you know these titties are unforgiving. <laughs> no, so, um, but next year I'm running in the sports bra and like booty shorts. So watch out for me. <laughs> but it was a good time. I um, walk ran because, of course, I didn't train like I was supposed to. But I wasn't not going to run it. So I gave it my best. I wasn't really worried about my time. I was worried about um, more completing it. And I was doing good until about mile four when I went to go get some water and ended up twisting my ankle on the wet floor. But I still finished. So that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yes. And what? how many years have you done it now? This is the second year in a row. Girl, I'm still a newbie at it. Last year was my first year. Yeah, I ran it with Jay and her husband and his best friend last year. And I was very much so overwhelmed with the amount of people. I, like, it wasn't so much like the heat, although it was hot. And it wasn't so much about the route. Because I thought it was a pretty good route. I like the route. It was just so many people mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, I've never been around so many people it was hard to get on Marta and then when you got there then you had to walk and then you had to wait and then mm-hmm. you know you could be running and people could stop in front of you just stop in front yep. of you <laughs> or just cut across you and you're running yep so many people it was hard to use a cell phone when you got to the end and trying to find people because yep. so many people had their phones and I had to just catch an Uber and go home. <laughs> it was. And this year it was that many people again, because, you know, it's typically between 45 and I think 50,000 people every year. But what did help a little bit, it wasn't so freaking hot this year. Um, it started getting hot. We started at about 830. Um so it was still a little bit decent, but you remember last year, it was like damn near 100 degrees at 9 o'clock. <laughs> so, but it was a little bit better, but it was just something to accomplish. I told myself that um, I'm not really worried about perfection right now. I just want to finish the things that I set out to do. And then if it's something that I can improve next year or, you know, a couple months from now, really focus on that instead of just kind of saying, fuck it, I'm just not going to do the shit. You know, Mm -hmm. even if I had to walk all 6.2 miles, I was going to do it just because I paid for it. I said I was going to do it and I was in good health to do it. So I just wanted to do. So, yeah. So what's been going on, girl? Is that all your updates? That's it? That's I all got a couple. So, okay. So, a couple updates. So, this week, I am learning that I am going to have to switch my leadership style with certain people. 
as a leader, I don't believe in micromanaging. I feel like if you have to micromanage people, you don't trust them. And I shouldn't hire or directly control free. Exactly. So I just don't believe in that because I've had micromanagers before and it just it wasn't good for my anxiety. It wasn't good for my professional or personal development. So I always vowed that if I ever got in a position where I was supervising individuals, that I wouldn't be like that just because it's, it's just too much um, just to have to keep up with people, grown ass people that you hired to do a job or even if they don't directly report to you, their job function, they indirectly report to you and their job functions affect you know what other people have going on because higher ed is it's just so weird people will work in your department or on your campus but they don't report to you directly it's kind of like a dotted line indirectly type thing but their job functions affect the people who directly work for you so i've just kind of been listen, I tell you what to do. I follow up with you to make sure that you're doing things right. And I'm not going to talk to you every day and say, did you do this? You know, you're supposed to do this. You know, that's just not me. I feel right. like if I have to do that, then you're not the right person for the job. So um, I'm learning now that not everyone can operate in that space. And while I can be practice a last what you call it last last affair whatever you know yeah that word yep that one right there <laughs> leadership style with other people some people it has to be a little bit um kind of authoritative and i don't want to be that way but if it's going to affect me and other people's jobs i kind of have to be that way and also i've learned that even some people will throw you under the bus to save themselves, even if you've been nothing but good and supportive to them. And I know that and, um, you know, I've, I've learned that in my personal life as well, but also in my professional life is something that I always have to remain cognizant about that you could be so supportive with a person, give them all the tools they need, give them all the support you can, but when they don't produce, it's well, you didn't. And you're right. like, but I did above and beyond what right. anyone would have done. So that's just kind of been a week of learning um, with that. Um, and it's, it's, it's a bit annoying because I consider myself a very supportive person. Um, if I can do anything to help people develop or invest in people in any way possible to help them to get to where they want to, I'm going to do it. It's not a competition for me. It's no skin off my back. You know, I'm very secure in my abilities and me helping someone else doesn't take away from how dope as fuck I am. So right. I'm not that kind of person, but I'm learning that, you know, even some of your skin folk ain't your kin folk in business <laughs> as well. So it's just been one of those weeks. But other than that, things are good. I am. Um, so I don't know if we talked about it on here already, but 
Um, I found, uh, I know you go to like your skin specialist. So I found someone that's a little bit closer here just because I'm hyperpigmentation is setting in again for me. And it happens a lot in the summertime for me. And I don't want to spend all my life hiding behind my makeup or bronzer or whatever the fuck on that day I feel like wearing. So I really have to really practice um, a proper skincare regimen and take care of my skin because... I have the resources to do so, so why wouldn't I? So I found this lady and then I found a dermatologist. She's a black woman, Spellman, and um, Emory graduate. So it's very important to me to have a black woman as a dermatologist because I think they understand certain things. Um, different skin. Exactly. So I found her and I have an appointment with her in August. But in the meantime, I found an esthetician to kind of maybe show me a more natural way of dealing with things. And then also a dermatologist, which, you know, I may need a couple chemical peels in my life to peel away some of these layers that's yeah, been kind of sitting there. Mm -hmm. So so I'm excited about that because, you know, a sister going to be on the other side of 30 soon. <laughs> and I don't mind aging, but I would like to do so gracefully. And if I have the means to help me do so when I can do it gracefully and naturally, why not? Right. So, and uh, I, I will honestly say, um, I feel like since going to my esthetician, it's taken some years off of my face. Mm. If that makes sense. Like I felt like I could see the aging in my face before I went to her. Hmm. And I hadn't gone to the dermatologist since before I got married. So it was like three years of not going to the dermatologist yeah. and not having, you know, a real facial or, or a regimen or treatment done. And it was literally because I was going to my institution bi-weekly and now I'm just going like monthly. Okay. So going to her getting a like a every other month chemical peel treatment done i could see like the age falling off of my face i believe it like it really it really did make a huge difference okay i trust That's you true. i i feel like skincare hair care uh going to the doctor care mental health mm -hmm. care <laughs> is all equally important like it shouldn't None of it, none of it should be, you know, thrown to the side. And I remember even talking to my skin doctor about, like, people who I thought had good skin, like Megan Good, mm -hmm. Go, and she was like, well, you know, they see someone for their skin. Yeah. Like, people don't just, you know, maintain that. Like, even just being in the environment mm -hmm. can damage your skin. Like, you have to take care of it if you want it to. If you have to brush your teeth every day, if you exactly. want to have nice teeth. <laughs> and I don't think we're taught that. We're taught to wash our face, maybe put some... Yeah. So, because, you know, we all be banking on that black don't crack, but your black will crack if you don't take care of it. We've seen people. So for me, I felt like I was a bit um, ungrateful that I had the resources and time where I can go sit up in somebody's spa and, you know, get stuff taken care of versus if somebody doesn't have it. So I think I'm a little bit more t intentional about that stuff. It's kind of like how I was with therapy. Like, it doesn't cost for me to go to therapy. Like, I don't have a copay. I don't have anything. And I have as many visits as I, like, I was going through my claims, you know, for the last six months. And everything was approved, approved, 
approved for therapy. It's and I was like, wait a minute. Why do it's so to me, I'm like, gosh, there's people that wish they had these resources and how dare I have really good health care and actual supplemental income where I can, you know, take care of this stuff. And I'm just here living like, you know, trying to be like, oh, let me put some concealer here and concealer there. And there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy makeup. I think makeup is a beautiful art, but I want to look at it in terms of it's an enhancement. I don't want to hide behind it because when it comes off, I still want to be me. I still want to have great skin under there. So, so I go see her tomorrow. Tomorrow I take a half a day. I'm going to therapy. I'm going to um, the esthetician and I'm going to the gym after that. Um, yeah, girl. <laughs> then I'm going to go pick up my kids. I'm going to come home and just chill. Nice. So, yeah. I should have taken the whole day off, but I have a couple business meetings in the morning. So um, I just did a half day instead. And I'm just... Half days are so nice. I know. They are. So when you go in and take care of stuff in the morning, then, you know, you're like, see you guys tomorrow. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to make a good day out of it tomorrow. But okay, enough about me. What's popping with you? Um. Well, today I went to CrossFit. This is my first day back. Um, since I was sick. So I didn't go last week because I was under the weather. And um, today my husband and I actually went together. Cool. I know, right? And um, it was, CrossFit is just very humbling. Like it is, like I told you how hard it is. And it, it really can ship at your ego. Like, you know, someone would tell me, go run six miles. Okay, I can run six miles. Or someone can say, go do some squat. Okay, I can do some squat. But <laughs> CrossFit is just difficult. Mm -hmm. and, and I can see how it's easy to just be like, I don't want to do this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just quit. Like I, and usually I'm not a quitter. Mm -hmm. But like I can be like, I don't want to, I don't like this. Mm. <laughs> I think once you find your groove, though, you'll be okay. It's just a different world for you and having to, like you said, learn how to do everything backwards when your mind is programmed to kind of say, well, this is how it should be done. So I think once you get the hang of it, girl, you're going to be like, Jay, look at my back squat. Look at my back squat. <laughs> so. so. Um, the other thing aside from that, I started back writing. Yay. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be writing. I had been like pondering this idea of writing a book of short stories. And, yes. um, so I got back to that and I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be my best work. Okay. To toot my own horn. And then, um, aside from that, I don't feel like nothing else. Yeah, nothing else is going on. Yes, there is. We had a photo shoot. Oh, we did uh, have a photo that shoot. That sounds so pretentious. I had a photo shoot. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretentious, but it's not because we have a purpose. We don't just take photo shoots just to post on social media. No. Just fun of it. I'm so awkward just. I ain't even taking pictures that I just don't. I rarely even do selfie. If you catch a selfie from me, it's you can like when I really put my Instagram back up, you could probably scroll through Instagram and maybe only find like 10 selfies of me on my Instagram page. I'm so, I don't know how to, you know, hit the right angles and, you know, I don't really know how to 
move my head to the side to make my head look smaller or take it from an angle when my waist looks small and my ass, my ass look big. I don't have time for them smoking mirrors. Just take a damn picture. I agree. Yes, I agree. Yes. But, but it's a lot of fun. And, and just looking at the pre-pictures that Crystal took of us, I think they're going to look dumb. Hell, Crystal could have <laughs> took it with a damn iPhone. I don't know, girl. I gotta ask about that. I'm like, ooh, so avant-garde. It looks really good. Like, I think the photos are gonna look really, really good. I'm excited about it, and normally I'm just like, I don't want to take pictures. I'm not at the weight I should be. But you know, I was like, girl, come get these rolls in this picture real quick. No, edit out none of this shit. Let all this imperfection. Um, just hang because that's where I am right now. I'm comfortable in my skin. And am I where I want to be? No, but I'm okay with where I am because I know I'm progressing to better. So it, it's a good reminder. Maybe when we take another, have another photo shoot three months from now or six months from now, I'd be like, Ooh, but you know, just, just authentically being comfortable in my skin that that's huge for me. And yeah. I was good, you know, I didn't mind the little rolls. I'm I'm good. No little stomach poking out. It's cool. So It was great. I thought it was it was good. It was a very hot day. <laughs> and my hair was very hot and it was it was hot. But um I think it it's gonna be a great finished product. I think the website's gonna look good and I'm excited about it. I'm super excited about it, too. I told y'all we coming back and going to be like, new podcast, who this? <laughs> and so, you know, I think from here, you guys will get to see us, learn a little bit more about us, and just kind of connect more with us, because that's one thing I hear from feedback from other people, like, we want to connect with y'all. We want to know more about y'all. And let me tell y'all, y'all will know some things, but y'all ain't going to know everything about me. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, do you want to do your get your license right now? All right. So, who you want to? Who's getting their life on your end? I have two get your lice. Um, the first one, since we were talking about skincare, I have a get your life for my esthetician Kim, and the reason being is because, <laughs> like this, how this is very exaggerating, but I feel like Kim saved my life. <laughs> like I had like no hope for my skin mm. none I've been to dermatologists after dermatologists I've tried everything if you look in my cabinet I have every prescription cream pills I've done it all I've had acne since I was 12 years old mm. and I would make jokes and say God gave me acne to humble me because if I didn't have acne I'd probably be very obnoxious or I would, I would even think to myself, well, would I rather be knock kneed or would I rather have acne? <laughs> I remember this show. <laughs> I have acne and it was like, you know, like it's awful when you feel like you can't leave the house yeah. or wearing makeup is pointless or if everything else looked great, but your skin. And so you know, although we've been working on it since January, I'm so amazed with the progress. I can, you know, I feel confident in doing things without having makeup on. Hmm. And I just feel like she did a good job. Like, you know, aside from the dermatologist, because I feel like there's just a lot of shitty dermatologists mm -hmm. out there. People just give you some pills or 
look at you and say, well, we could try this. Well, we could try that. And just stuff just don't work for me. And um, when I was in middle school, I used proactive and proactive work. But I, I just have this ability where my skin gets very immune to stuff where it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And I have hormonal acne, cystic acne, and it can be brought on by stress, diet. I don't even drink sodas mm-hmm. in my house. I just have water. And I'm really cautious about the things that I eat to take care of my skin. So Kim has just been a blessing. She's been very intentional. She's been really trying to just try different things to just make it better. And she's the only person I've ever been to that has given me this result. Oh, cool. What's the name of her business? We'll attach it to the show notes. It's called Skin Deep. And not only that is the fact that she's just an awesome person in general. Like she, like it's a good time when I go in there. Like. Like when Drake album came out, she had Drake on and we were just talking about the album the whole time. Yeah. Or we're just talking about just random stuff. So it's very relaxing and and it's just it's awesome. So I'm very grateful to her. And the second get your life is to black women going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I say that because um, you guys know that I have a private practice part time and I have had gracious to God an influx of clients. Like, I have so many clients right now that I am almost at the point where I have to not accept anybody anymore. Because That's it's dope, though. It's, it's just too, like, tomorrow I get off from the main job, I go to the practice, I don't get done until 9 o'clock at night. And that was my schedule for yesterday. That's my schedule for the weekends. It's just every day. And great, gratefully, you know, I've had clients that have referred me, but they're all just black women mm-hmm. who just want to come in you know, fix whatever's going on, get better, work on some childhood issues, don't want to carry issues into another relationship, want to sort this out. And even if they're just planning to come short term or just to check in or just to learn some coping skills, it's just the fact that they're taking advantage of this. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And I think a part of it is I think people are being more open about it. You know, I'll tell people in a minute, I'm in therapy. I've had like four colleagues go to therapy because, um, you know, when we talk about when we get together for retreats or skill building and people say, well, what do you do? I'm like, I go to therapy, you know, um, I can't drink it all away, you know, so I go to therapy and it's still taboo. I think in a sense, I think our generation embraces it a little bit more and we understand that you can't drink it away, pray it away, sex it away. You know, Solange talked about all that and cranes, cranes in the sky. I tried to drink it away I tried to put one in the air I tried to dance it away I tried to change it with my hands You know, so we, 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 once you've done all of that and you still hit rock bottom, then where do you go to from there? And, um... You, you have to get some help, even if you're a person that understands what coping skills are and knows what triggers you and understands what therapy is. And you yourself might be the person that your friends go to to seek advice. You know, it's still good to get some get someone else involved. You know, I was telling my therapist that um, all the things her and I talk about 
are common sense things that I know, but it's kind of like she's given me permission to say, it's okay, Jay. You know, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to think this way. It's okay to act this way. These are all things that I know. I know these things. I've helped people through shit. But to have somebody give you the permission to be vulnerable and to say, it's okay. You know, girl, it's worth it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm so excited about black women, um, like just peeling the layers away too. Yeah. So I got three and I'll try to (laughs) make them short. So the first one is um, someone that I know personally. Um, Her name's Stephanie and she has this nonprofit organization called Build to Bridge and they do a lot of community work. But one thing that she does every year um, and if you guys are listening, which I know you all are, I'm going to put a link in our show notes where you can go to the GoFundMe page and um, support what she's doing. She has a school supply drive every year for Hapeville um, Elementary School. Um, it's an underfunded school. It's, you know, their teachers are in need of school supplies, if you guys don't know. And I don't know where how things are where you live, but here in Georgia, teachers have to buy their own school supplies. Um, you may write a little bit off on your taxes, but that's still coming out of your budget. And we already know it's not like teachers make bank anyways for their time and commitment. So she's, um, she has a GoFundMe page where she is buying school supplies for the teachers at the elementary school. Last year she did it and it was very successful. So, um, she on Instagram, if you want to see some of the pictures, it's build, underscore to bridge and again it'll be in the show notes so go ahead and please support her and during our break we'll kind of have a little snippet of information for it my second person is miss niecy nash who i'm super obsessed with i just love her energy i love her support of other women i think she's so freaking funny um i don't know her personally but she seems so comfortable in her skin her and her husband seem so in love again i'm just from the outside looking in you know (laughs) we don't always know um but i just i just adore her so she got her um star today on is it the hollywood walk of fame what is it yeah so she got her star which is well deserving um so shout out to niecy nash and my third person which I've been reading articles and there seems to be some controversy around this, but I give credit where credit is due. And regardless how you feel about this family, I don't really care. It's Kylie Jenner. She is set to be the youngest self-made billionaire. And you could think what you want and people can have varying opinions about how she got here and the playing field isn't fair and it isn't even, and that's true, but I like to give credit where credit's due. And it's not like she didn't put the work in, whether it was posting pictures on Instagram or building a following. There's lots of people that have followers but not have successful businesses. There's lots of artists that have millions of followers, but can't sell concert tickets or can't stream well or sell albums. So for me, I think it's amazing. I understand that she had a strong family behind her. I understand there was fame, but I am happy that she took the fame that she had and did something with it. I 
Absolutely, because a lot of people who do don't. And I also like the fact that she took an insecurity of hers and figured out a way to make money off of it. Mm -hmm. And I even saw how recently her lips look normal now. Oh, okay. That she's no longer getting fillers. And she's kind of starting to look like how she looked before. Of course, she's had body adjustments, but Mm -hmm. facially in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> she's feeling like she's too before. And um, you know, she didn't give an explanation as to why or whatnot, but it's I just think that it's awesome that she could take something that she was insecure about and figure out a way to make money off of it. Yeah. Listen, we can debate back and forth about, you know, the advantages advantages she had, but for me, just because you have certain advantages doesn't mean things will play out that way. Is can the random person just pop up one day and do this? No, but to me, I'm not mad at Kris Jenner for making sure all her kids are secure in the bag. That's what we should all be doing, even if it's not on that level, because for most of us, it won't be on that level, but we can build some form of wealth if we're in the position. You know, when you're worried about where your next meal is coming from, you shouldn't, You it, it, it's gonna be hard to be thinking about wealth when you're just trying to survive but I know for my husband and I our gift to our children is to make sure that their education is paid for where they don't have to take out student loans and just to have something kind of set up for them where if they want to take a year off from school and travel the world or you know have a gap year and figure it out that's our gift to them you know we're not millionaires but that's their inheritance from us and hopefully because they won't have any debt unless they go out and just do some fuck ass shit themselves in debt you know um because they won't have any debt i feel like they're getting a decent start where they don't have to worry about these student loans folks calling me or you know so that's our gift to them and i don't know what their gift to their children it will be but i feel like giving them a good place to start from and making sure that they have you know a little something something in the bank is um, our gift to them. I, I don't have Kris Jenner money or her reach, but, you know, I have the knowledge and we have the knowledge. So that's what we're, you know, giving to them. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's a good one. So, yeah. So that's it. You want to take a break and tell these folks what we're talking about? Yes, ma'am. All right. Break time. people what we talking about today well today i kind of wanted to touch on um it's a little bit of of various topics but it's basically about how society can see a perception of someone and that person can be completely different in their personal lives and the pressure behind living up to this persona and how people can feed into it and then when the truth comes out either people are surprised or disappointed or have negative con- negative comments about it, but who are we necessarily to judge or uh, were we really oblivious to the truth in the first place? And here's a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. So today, um, Sinead Claremont, 
was arrested for $20,000 debit card fraud. Explain she, who that is to me. I don't know who that is either, but okay. I just saw her on Instagram. She was on Bad Girls Club. Oh. And um, she had taken the credit cards of a man who died of an overdose oh. and had been using his debit cards for a significant amount of time to get work done to buy designer clothes, hmm. party, travel, like, se- like several amounts of money. And finally the feds caught up with her and now she's going to go to federal prison. And so, I'm um, guessing this is one of those social media influencers or life, st- I don't know what they're called, but one of those people that are popping based off their pictures. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then the other person that we talked about um, was what happened yesterday um, that hit social media with Delicia Gordon alleging that LaShawn McCoy set her up to attack her. And if you go on her page, you know, she looks like she lives like a pretty fabulous life traveling, working out at the gym that I worked out at and just, you know, just living that good life. And behind the scenes, there's this physically abusive boyfriend that was allegedly not only abusive to perhaps her, but to his child and Mm -hmm. to his dog. And just kind of some horrific claims. And then not only that, but in the whole battle with Drake and what was going on with Pusha T, um, kind of learning that Drake is a Debbie dad and a fuck boy, where we kind of always knew he was a fuck boy, but somehow he still had like this good guy image. He made music that women loved. He made us feel good. Mm -hmm. He did, but... Yeah, he taught the panties off of several women as well at the same time. Yeah. Very charismatic. So it's about um, the persona that people portray and our abilities to believe it or feed into it. And should we be shocked or not when the truth comes out? And how do we judge these people? And why do people put on these fronts in the first place? What does that say about where we are right now? Oh, I want to add one more person to the list. And that person, and I don't think it was fronting, but I think based off of her brand and, you know, her work, she, and maybe she needed it to work. Um, I would have had no idea is Demetria Lucas. If you guys know, she's, you know, she's written a couple books, um, A Bell in Brooklyn, Don't Waste Your Pretty. So she's pretty much built her career in telling women don't waste their time and, you know, be self-confident and take care of yourself and take care of your business. And come to find out maybe about six months or so ago, we found out she left her husband. And I read her blog pretty often because if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, I think she's my best friend in my head. Keisha always says, no, she is you. So, um, um, but it was pretty shocking to me just because I had, we, you have no indication that they were even going through things and based off of, you know, she's a relationship expert and, you know, a life coach. So you wouldn't have thought that the things that she was dealing with. She talked about being suicidal. She talked about how mean he was and she kept going back, trying to make it work. And that's not what you would think of someone that's quick to tell, you know, another woman, oh, uh uh-uh, girl. So, um, so it's just, it's been, it's been a week, (laughs) um, or a while, but, you know, for me, as you know, we were talking about via text, we, 
live in such a society where it's all for the picture and the likes and the, oh my gosh, people want my life. They covet my life. When a lot of times we don't understand that that's not the life you want. And I am going to read some lyrics from a Drake song since we're talking about him. Cause how dare he, by the way. <laughs> so, um, and it's, I think it's the song emotionless and mm -hmm. in the song in the lyrics of the song, he says, um, I always hear people complain about the place that they live, that all the people here are fake and they got nothing to give because they've been staring at someone else's version of shit that makes another city seem more exciting than it is. I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome and all she did was post pictures for people at home because all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known. Mm. I know another girl that's crying out for help. But her latest caption is, leave me alone. I know a girl happily married till she puts down her phone. I know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown to post later and make it look like she's still on the go. Look at look at the way we live. I wasn't hiding my world from, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. So for me, regardless how we might feel about Drake right now, and we gonna get to him, I think that's very true. You know, a lot of times for me personally, and I think you and I and Crystal were talking about it when we were at brunch on Saturday is I want to enjoy the moment. I don't mind taking one picture to, um, I guess, immortalize the moment, kind of freeze that moment in time, but you'll never catch me constantly out and my phone is snapping pictures everywhere or I'm making IG um, videos. I'm a boring person. If you follow me on social media, you like, dang, that girl don't do nothing. Um, because you only get a glimpse of maybe 20% of my life. Um, because it's bad. Yeah, exactly. I know when I got off social media, someone called me and they were like, girl, you okay? You know, or I think it was, it was like, I noticed it was your anniversary and you ain't said nothing about your husband. I don't have to say anything about my husband. We're good. We're happy. I don't need to prove that on social media. Um, my kids are good. We're good. But And don't get me wrong. I feel like there's nothing with celebrating. For some people, they just love, you know, celebrating out loud. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for some people, it's kind of they need that validation. They need to prove to the world that they're okay. They need to show the world we're not falling apart when they they really are and for me if people invested the energy and time into living authentically and fixing what's wrong truly wrong with them versus the time that they put in you know portraying something that's not real we wouldn't have this many fucked up people walking around here it's it takes so much time to impress a bunch of people that don't give a damn about you Don't hit me when you hear this and tell me your favorite song Don't tell me how you knew it would be like this all along I know the truth is you won't love me until I'm gone And even then the thing that comes after is moving on Like, if something should happen to you tomorrow, they'll be like, oh, Jay was a nice person, next You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's right. of course, the people in your life would care But, you know, 
people mourn for a little bit and move on but we put so much into proving that we have the perfect marriage you know our jobs are popping i'm jet setting here for me if i'm on vacation i'm just enjoying it that's nobody's business i want to take it in because first of all that shit gonna be expensive so <laughs> i'm taking in every sand every everything i possibly can but and i understand you know people wanting to share but it's who are, what what reasons are we sharing it for is it right. because we genuinely want to say oh look at this cool place i'm at or oh let me make them jealous let them see that i'm a jet setter you know like come on now groupon makes it affordable for anybody to go anywhere Right, right. And I think that like it kind of coincides with some of the women that we've discussed that would get work done and post videos of themselves at the gym. Yeah. And it is insinuating as if they got this body from being at the gym. Mm -hmm. That's not accurate. I mean, they don't you don't really see videos of people saying, yeah, I'm going to get these ass shots tomorrow, guys. (laughs) I'm going to take you along with me so you can meet the back alley doctor that's going to do it. And you can see my recovery period afterwards. Mm-hmm. No one, no one posts that. <laughs> you see them after it's done taking selfies with their ass and then they're in the gym with their trainer. Exactly. And I feel like that's so like not authentic. And if anything, when people do come out, like recent people have, mm-hmm. Kate Michelle is one of them, mm-hmm. who say, you know what, I don't like my ass anymore and I'm getting it removed. I had, you know, self, self-esteem mm-hmm. issues. I do appreciate, you know, the honesty of that and being authentic in mm-hmm. that way. But it's it's so many people who who will see these flat tummy tees or will see, like, this lifestyle and think, like, oh, this is it. This is what mm-hmm. I want. This is what it's about this is how i should be living my life as well when they're they're not even happy with their own life exactly and 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 it's so sad and to me what's even worse is these people that get work done but they themselves are trainers and they're telling people if you do this squat or if you get on this 800 calorie diet you know you too could look like this just drink my tea just you know wear my waist trainer and to me i have an issue with people that abuse or take advantage of what they know especially women are going through like you and I were talking about it's tough being a woman you know I'm sure that being a guy is tough too but I think there's a certain standards like you could be an unattractive man with money and still get play hell you could be broke because I see women fighting over some men and I'm like (laughs) exactly (laughs) and he was looking like he wanted us to say something to him nah bro you got the wrong set of girls today (laughs) no you don't exist to us we're not those that's gonna be like oh he got a Bentley yeah we're good so (laughs) we're just there to have breakfast because he kept looking back and making the alarm go off on his car I'm like I was like move out the way exactly we trying to park back so (laughs) but it's so hard you know but you know there's a certain standards because you know right now it's these big asses in some cases they're grotesque looking um that's in style 
and and I you know I don't have an issue with getting work done absolutely not I said I'm getting some I felt like if I was someone who was just flat ass no hips Mm -hmm. and I wanted to move some fat to my butt to give me some curvature so I could have a little something I totally understand that makes complete sense you know I don't have much bass myself (laughs) however I got a little snack (laughs) when it's just like audaciously big where it looks like a tumor yeah and then you're trying to say that you had no work done exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. I just I don't and like I we've said on the show before it's your business but I think when you make it our business then you lie about it like you're a fitness trainer but you've had all work done and you're selling this to women saying you know yeah you know just squat like this for 30 minutes girl you can do all the squats in the world your ass is not gonna go from pancake to grapefruit to an apple overnight you know it it, it just it just won't. But and the only trainer that I feel like authentically that I saw a change was Massey Fit, Mango Fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, she had this very kind of straight up and down body. You know, she wasn't ever like a big person in general. Mm-hmm. But seeing the transformation of how her body changed from when she became a trainer, seeing what squats did do for her. Yeah. And seeing how her body, you know, looked afterwards, I felt like that was so much more gratifying than seeing someone who looked completely different. Yeah, but she gained curves. She didn't grow like a grotesque ass overnight. So to me, I just feel like it's a problem. And especially, and I'm not just going to say young girls because it affects us all, you know, um, when we're scrolling through. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I was like, I need to just separate myself from this, you know, all of this for a while. Um, It's because if you're not strong enough, these fake ass people will got you feeling like everything is wrong about you, that your job isn't great enough. You know, you're not popping enough. You're not traveling the world enough. You know, let me say this. So, you know how we're a huge fan of jobbing with jazz. Yes. She did a great post today that I was so appreciative of. So jobbing with jazz, um, had been trying to have, the mission of transitioning out of corporate world into going into being a job coach full time mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. And then she ended up getting a contract with the government. Oh, wow. Kind of doing something similar. Mm-hmm. But she hires people to do it for her and she doesn't have to devote so much time because being an entrepreneur is very hard. Oh, I see y'all every day. <laughs> It, losing your 401k there is no pto when you off you just don't get paid just all of those things that you don't have but we have the social media that says how to quit your job in 30 days how to make six figures in a week you know like as if it's just that easy and people really think like oh yeah mm-hmm. i want to be an entrepreneur i want to be an entrepreneur and jazz was said you know what after thinking about it i actually like my nine to five I actually appreciate my three-week vacation that I get every year. I actually appreciate having a bonus, and I'm okay with that. It allows me to spend more time with my family. I can go on vacation and still get a check mm-hmm. at the end of And I've realized that being an entrepreneur just isn't for me, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I highly respect that because we see all of these I'm a boss, I'm a boss. And you know, I work with young people because I work in higher ed. And sometimes I really got to sit them down and say, you're not a boss. 
do you know what a boss is? Um, because that's just the thing. Everybody be an entrepreneur. I see people talking about um, the guy from Shea Moisture, how he's, you know, investing, I think, what is it, $100 million mm -hmm. into um, black women businesses. And mm -hmm. that's great. But I know for me, I like my job. You know, you and I were talking. And I'm like, I need to go ahead and use some of this nine week vacation that I got. <laughs> so, um, but I think there's something to be said about. <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Why? Why, y'all? That's Keisha's husband. We call him the ratchet pharmacist. Love you too, Jay. I'll see you in 30 minutes. I'm about to take a shower and take out the trash. And we're not editing any of this out. We're just going to let it ride. <laughs> That's that real life. <laughs> but, um, so I appreciate it, you know, but I do appreciate, you know, people trying to create residual income and things for their family. So, I mean, I, I mess with it either way, but me, me, Jay. No, <laughs> I am going to have a nine to five and I may not, but right now it works. My benefits are great. You know, I don't own the institution that I work from, but I'm learning tools from that, that I can incorporate into having some residual income. And that's mm -hmm. good enough for me. I just mm -hmm. know me and I know kind of how I get and, and I like seeing that paycheck. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I, I do. I mean, hats off to all the women that are entrepreneurs and are going at it full force. But the most successful entrepreneurs I've seen are the women that says, I, the women that have said, or men that says, you know, I'm starting this business, but I still got to bring a paycheck in. And Absolutely. yeah, you got three jobs. Yeah, people don't talk about how how there's ebbs and flows of it, how it's very, it can be very stressful, very difficult. And especially when you're just a one person show, like for me with my practice, I have to do my billing with my insurances by myself, book mm. the appointments by myself, confirm by myself, do all of my notes in case I get audited by myself. Like it's difficult on top of everything else. So you can see how, you know, people are on social media and say, oh, I sell hair for a living. That's my full-time job, and it's going to be blow up the world as if, you know, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, like, you know, just to be completely transparent, you and I are working on a business plan right now for, you know, just a couple things of where we want to take the podcast and just the other things associated with it. And, you know, I really had to let you know, like, I have more questions than I have answers. You know, this shit isn't that straightforward. You know, I was like, yeah, I took a day off. I'm going to knock this bad boy out. But the deeper I got into it, I was like, I don't know where I start or where I end because I just kept coming up with questions to say, well, what if, or shouldn't we be thinking about this? So, you know, it's, it's so kudos to those people that just say, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and I'm just going to quit my job and I'm just going to go full time. And I really don't have the savings and I really don't have the income to back it up just in case something happens. But you know, I just want to be an entrepreneur. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> 
Yes, I, I called you an idiot. You can write in or whatever you want, but I called you an idiot. I think to just completely quit, and some people may call it stepping out on faith, but I think to just completely quit and not have a plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole damn alphabet, it's... um. It's reckless as hell. And maybe I'm saying that as someone with like kids. Maybe if you don't have children or other people that depend on you, it's okay to do that. But I just, I think that's reckless as hell. And I also feel like, which I know we're like so off topic, but I also feel like working a nine to five is educational on how to build a business. Absolutely. There's so much to learn about the structure, the day-to-day business of it, how you want to treat your employees, how you want to establish things. And if anything, you can continue to work to learn more and not look at your job as being like you're a slave to the the bigger man, but as your job is the investor to your bigger plan. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at my main job. That's a dope way to look at it. Yeah. And that and that's just that's just the way it is. Like I've learned so much about customer service or the the importance of being on time or doing your notation on time or what a Medicaid audit can do to you mm-hmm. if you don't have your shit together. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, you know, people who aren't good employees cannot be good business owners. Girl, social media will tell you differently, though. Quitting that job, girl, they holding you back. Um, you can work at the nine to five and work on your dream at the same time. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, you're right. We completely got off topic with that. But to kind of really all back in, you know, we were originally talking about living authentically and the pressures that, you know, people have to portray this happy, you know, quote unquote, dope life, game changer, influencer type thing. Um, why? I don't know. Why? You're the professional here. What? Why? <laughs> you, you probably there, deal with this all the time. I just feel like there are more people who are taught to keep up than there are people who are taught to be themselves. Um and to be unique, whereas unique is looked at as strange or being an outlier is strange. Like, by all means, I have to do what I have to do to keep up. Like how people buy followers. And I remember, like, you know, as with Push Through, like, all of my marketing is on social media. And it is hard to just grow the following so you can get more customers. And when I look at other people's pages, like, for example, I have, like, a couple of influencers or ambassadors and people who will inquire about being such. So on their page, they'll have 10,000 followers, but they'll post a picture and have 10 likes Mm. on a different picture. How you got 10 likes, but you got 10,000 followers? Hmm. And it's because you buying follows. Why do you have to buy a follow? (laughs) I just, I think that's just bizarre versus just, being yourself, having good content. Like the people that I follow, I just have an interest in their pictures. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that they talk about. You like Demetria because of the commentary that she has. I, I love her. <laughs> I like to follow like black women who travel because I think it looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you 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 good at what you do and you are passionate about what you do and it'll come. But when you try to keep up or you try to be fake, it doesn't add up. It don't make sense. 
Yeah. And, you know, when we talked about this topic, I had to, and I'll pose this question to you and I myself, I pose the question to myself and I'll also answer it. Do you ever feel the need or have you ever felt the need to fake it? Mm. No. <laughs> I will say that, you know, probably earlier on in my life, in my 20s, especially, you know, I felt the need after graduating college to be like, oh, look at what I'm doing. You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And because I felt like because you graduated college, you wanted to prove to people that success, you know, was coming your way. And I really had to reel myself in and ask myself, why? What is it about me? What am I lacking in myself? to kind of say um you have to prove to people that this is what you're doing or you have this great job um and it's so funny because all of that was taken away from me i got laid off from my first um job in corporate america and um and i was laid off for a while and it was all taken away from me so i had to kind of step back and reevaluate because i was like well what am i going to post now you know what i mean so it's kind of it was very humbling and since then you know i have i've lived authentically and again i will say just because people don't know what's happening doesn't mean i'm not living authentically just because i don't post up like I don't post if I'm having marital issues, um, not because I'm trying to prove that we have the perfect relationship, but that's between me, my husband, my friends, if I want to talk to them about it and my therapist, you know, so um, I've kind of I've protected my world because I understand once you give people so much, people crave it. And they want to know, well, what's going on? Why didn't you say this? You know, or are they not happy? You know, she's on social media. What's going on in her life? I'm busy minding my business, drinking my water, going to get my skin taken care of, trying to lose some damn weight, raise my damn children, be a boss in the most boss sense possible. <laughs> um Spend time with my friends, you know, be a good daughter, be a good mentor. These are all the things that I'm doing. And just because you don't know about it doesn't mean that I'm not being authentic or I'm trying to hide stuff. It's just none of your damn business. And right now, I just want to keep my world to me. And then I may share at some point. You know, there are several trips that I've been on and there are several more that I'm going on. And at the end of the year, I may make a collage or you may not know. So that's, that's I just... Kinda, like, I, I guess I, I accidentally fell into being authentic and maybe it wasn't authentic. But I never share it because I never felt like nobody cared. Mm. Like, I never talked about it. I never um, boasted or yeah. said, well, you know, look what I'm doing or this is what I can do. These are my talents. And I had a friend who came to visit and she saw <clears throat> some sketches I had did in college. And she was like, oh, my God, I never knew that you were into art. I never knew you did art. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just some stuff I just don't talk about. Like I just, I don't, and, and it's not even like we talked about this on the show before. It's not that I think that people don't give a fuck, but I just, I don't know. I just don't talk about it. So I just, 
kind of fell into it. I never tried to get people to want to be interested. If someone discovered something, they discovered something. Yeah. And that was just it. Yeah. I just think I'm boring. <laughs> and I'm okay <laughs> with that. You know, people tell me you're funny and I'm like, I'm so boring, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with, you know, just living my life and being boring and not having to impress the, everyone and, you know, give people life updates and stuff like that. Like, I like my boring I don't need likes or followers. If I did, you know, when I was on social media, my page wouldn't have been private, but my page has always been private. And if you see back then, I had like all my followers were people that I actually knew. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> And I wasn't one of those people that felt the need to have more followers than people I followed. No, if I genuinely followed people, I wanted to know about them. And sometimes through that, you know, I became cool with people um, just because I would be, you know, genuinely curious about what people are doing. And I would ask questions. But, you know, it was never my life. Like I've always said, is not for public consumption. Yeah, we do things that are public. You know, this podcast is very public. But at the same time, there's just certain aspects of my life that I, I will keep private because I'm protective of my peace. And I want to kind of keep it that way. Nothing against anyone. But I just I just love my peace. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you got anything else to say about these people that be living this fake ass life. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't have anything to say. I just think that my mental health tip for the day is to evaluate if you feel like you're walking in your truth. And if you feel like there's aspects that you're not, then to kind of reflect on why you aren't. If you are a guy and you preach about deadbeat dads, and then you look at yourself and you are deadbeat dad. Look at why you are. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you making these comments about it? And fix it. Do something about it. Do the work. Go to therapy. Talk about it. Figure it out. If you're somebody who talks about female empowerment, but you hate on your coworker and you don't want to see them get a promotion, then figure that out. What is that about? Yeah. Or if you at the gym videotaping yourself and taking snaps of your waistline you know but you booked your appointment for cool sculpting <laughs> how does that work i don't know but i think it's kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> i do think i feel like i would be more interested in cool sculpting than i would in lipo just because it seems like it's an outpatient procedure. oh okay so it's a like, non-invasive like, thing yeah like they chill the fat off and then you just kind of go home. I don't know. I don't Can know. I just get some ice cubes from my freezer and just put it like in a sock? And, like rub it around my stomach. <laughs> if I got work done, that. But I, I've always said I'm getting my breasts done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Breast I've breastfed two kids. These things oh, are hanging. Oh, Either that or I just need to invest in some just good bras the rest of my life. I'm sure 20 years from now, I won't give a fuck how low my titties are hanging. But I, I just. 
don't like the titty sweat. I don't like oh, laying sweat. down and they're on my fucking stomach. I don't <laughs> just don't like them. I don't. <laughs> but that's what happens when you have naturally large breasts. That's why when these folks with big breasts that, you know, are saying, oh, they just sit up so well. That is a damn lie. For anyone that has had big titties since they were younger, you know that those things start gravity start working on those things very early in life you know it's like saturday when we were shooting and i was like here we go with this titty sweat again you know (laughs) so i would would like to just be able to not wear a bra or i can get a medium shirt because i am medium but not because my my breasts are extra large (laughs) (laughs) that's what i would like I like it. To, I like to wear a bikini and not be feeling like I'm so extra. Yeah. Like breasts are just so gigantic. Yeah. I just, I don't want to wear two sports bras when I go running. I just want to wear one. Child, the struggle is <laughs> real. Picture being five one with these titties. <laughs> I'm hoping that as I lose weight, they go back down. But I know there's still going to be some hang time from them. That I would like to. And I say all this stuff about getting work done. Everybody knows that I am scared of needles and knives. And they be talking about getting work done. <laughs> they ain't getting nothing done. They would have to knock me out. I, I can't know. You know, you just have to say, hey, girl, let's go for a drink and just put some shit in my drink. And then take me to the doctor. I am very, I mean, I'm getting the breast done regardless. But aside from my breast, I'm very scared of getting botched like if i was to get anything else done i'm terrified of getting botched i think that happens a lot of time when people go cheap and not do their proper research and they just want to get it over with and the cheapest price but you can't go cheap on that it's just like you know these women with these back alley um ass shots if you are going to get it done you know try to save up if you possibly can you know you may have to cut some stuff out of your budget to make it happen but this is your body like you don't know what people are injecting in you so it's don't ugh, i mean i've i've read the stories i've seen the videos videos and i'm just like good lord so you really so just black woman in atlanta that has gotten her license suspended because she'd be like crit walking in the operating yeah, room but you know she was a dermatologist she was not a surgeon that's a part of the problem but i think they said there's some kind of loop in georgia law where you can operate or something like that you can still do like plastic surgery yeah she was a dermatologist she was not and the crazy part about it is i went and did my research after reading the story like she'd been in essence magazine so it just goes to show anybody can pay for ad you know a good promo or a good ad and she was listed as atlanta's top surgeon or something like that um probably a title she gave herself you know people just be giving themselves titles nowadays yeah she was a dermatologist yeah she wasn't a plastic surgeon yeah before i go to anyone i'm only going to go to anyone someone that i know people personally have gone to and i gotta research hell you see how long it took me to buy a damn car <laughs> what you It was a damn year process. Yeah, it was almost a year. <laughs> you really think I'm just going to roll up in somebody's office and be like, yeah, I'm here. Her body. <laughs> exactly. 
Can you imagine how long, how long have I been talking about getting work? I got my top five people picked out, <laughs> but it's probably going to be another two years before anything gets done. We got to Miami. That's crazy. I yeah. wouldn't go to my dentist to get my need some glasses. I mean, <laughs> right, right. But when you want it cheap, and I'm sure she, you know, because I listened to her like deposition, and she was talking about I provided the type of work she needed for what she paid. See what happens when your ass go cheap? You better save she up. Needs to go to prison. I mean, that's just unethical. She yeah. needs to go to prison. Exactly. But, you know, and again, I don't blame people for wanting to enhance things, especially things they feel um, insecure about or things that they've worked on and it hasn't changed. You know, it's just kind of like your titties, regardless of what you do. They not going to be your 16 year old titties no more. You know, So yeah. it's either you got to embrace them or say, fuck it. I got the money to do it. Let me do it. So I don't blame people for enhancements, but I want people to do things or I desire for people to do things because they want to, not because somebody else told you you needed to look this way or you're feeding into the lives of these women that are, you know, taking ass shots and you feeling like, oh, I want to look like her. She don't look like her. She don't look like her. She's she full. don't live like that. Exactly. When I was reading the story about um, Delicia and she was talking about how or it was saying, allegedly, mm -hmm. she was living in his Alpharetta mansion and she had went away on a trip and then he had hired people to move her stuff out mm -hmm. and she had came back and he you know, had those people like attack her so, like, on social media, you would think, oh, this person lives in this mansion, and they have, like, all this money, and they live in this lifestyle, and it's some, you know, body else that's funding it who has all this control yeah. and is not mentally stable. And got you feeling bad about your nine to five, that your ass is getting up every day and going to work and making your own money and budgeting and making things. And if you want that Louis bag, that, you know, that Chanel bag that you're saving your points to get it. I have a designer purse. I don't have a designer purse, nor no. do I live in a mansion. They're overrated. <laughs> you get them for a while. You're like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> the vehicle I have, it's like ten years old. So it's still a bad vehicle, though. Hey, that thing looked like you just got it, girl. It's cl <laughs> it's cleaner than my car. <laughs> but you know, but that that pressure, all for what? For what? Mm -hmm. So you know, and I like I said, I'll say this: I we're not saying you know just everybody's out here is fake or whatever. We do understand the pressures for perfection. We talk about it all the time here, but I don't think it's worth your peace of mind. I don't think it's worth you putting yourself in legal troubles, financial troubles, mental troubles. You know, I, I just don't, ex exactly. I just don't think it's worth it, you know. So if you feel the need to keep up this lifestyle and it's re really causing you all this anguish, you know, we've listed several mental health um, places you can visit to help you with it. Because I think that feeds into mental health. 
I really honestly think that it does. Um, and I understand it's not easy out here, but don't have these people on social media making you feel like, you know, your job isn't good enough. Your body isn't good enough. You know, where you take vacations to isn't good enough. You know, your relationship isn't good enough. You know, if you're honestly doing the best that you can and living a true authentic life that you're happy with at the end of the day, to me, that's great. Happiness is underrated, like true happiness is underrated. And from a person that has been in a place where they haven't been happy, happiness is so underrated, mm-hmm. like the authentic shit. So that's all I got to say on that, girl. What else you got? This is our last show of the season, right? Our last show of the season. So guys, if you have any recommendations of topics you would like to t- for us to talk about in our next season that's going to be coming up soon, please email us. Or send us a DM on the Instagram, whatever. Just let us know so we can make sure that we keep it interesting. And all our contact information is always in our show notes. So next season when we come back, we'll have guests. And, you know, it's going to be, like I said, new podcast. Who this? You know, (laughs) same name and everything. But, you know, just coming back with a, a fresh look. So until next time, guys. Keep it real and bye.